0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Max Wellness Podcast, where we chat to athletes, influencers, and industry professionals on their experiences, lessons learned, and tactical tips on how to maximize your wellness and smash your goals. So today we are joined by Akin Zolanki,
1: Korka. That's
2: so funny. (laughs)
1: Should we just leave
2: it like that? Korka, what
1: is it? Korka, yeah, it is that. Did Did I say it? Yeah. I say we just leave this in and carry on going. Yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. I thought that was
2: part of it. Welcome to the show, man, how
1: are you? Um, I'm very well, how are you guys doing? The people always get your name wrong, was it just Hannah? (laughs) Do you know what? it's? It's a mixture of the quite Say your few name though, div- actually, so everyone knows. So,
0: <laughs> so, so the remixed version, I'm so was, sorry.
1: It was probably 70% right. Akin. Akin. So lanky. So lanky. Which is kind of ironic because I'm not the tallest, <laughs> which <laughs> I've got my whole life, everyone And Corka. So when you break it down, it's pretty smooth, but. It's a pretty cool name, yeah. It every- looks a bit more complicated than it is, I think. Yeah. If
0: everyone could have heard how I was actually getting coached on how to say the name beforehand. <laughs> And I double guessed myself, didn't I? I messed it up, I'm so sorry.
1: It's all good, not a problem, my life. Anyway,
0: let me actually properly introduce anyway. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you are the founder of The Athletic Corporation. Mm -hmm. So, it's a company where they represent elite athletes and brand representation, and Mm -hmm. they're looking to basically just absolutely change the game Mm -hmm. and kill it. So, today we are going to talk to Akin about how he got here, uh, lessons learned, um, and basically, how he's staying top of his game as the best dressed athlete in athlete agent in <laughs> Europe.
1: Agent and athlete. To be honest, you can. I'm it's just. Semi-prime. Yeah.
2: Can you be an athlete's agent and not be an athlete uh, to some extent?
1: You. So I, I see. You see you're saying, saying can you represent an athlete and have and not not, and not be one? fit? Like imagine if oh, you like imagine
2: yeah. you represent an athlete and you're out of shape.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, I'm pretty sure they exist. It's like it's
1: like going to a barber with a bad haircut. You wouldn't do it. Would That's you? what
0: I'm saying.
2: That's my point. It's a bit yeah. weird, isn't it?
1: They're, they're is that when true. you go
2: to the gym and you see a personal trainer who's overweight, personal
0: trainer someone? That happens all the time. That drives me insane. Their yeah. knowledge is there. Yeah. But then if someone's injured, because obviously you used to play semi-pro rugby. I did, yeah. You got injured.
1: Ruptured my Achilles, yeah.
2: <sighs> just just that, just a little bit of an
1: eruption. One of the worst ones. Better off breaking a bone.
0: That like gives me, um, what is it, sore vibes. You see when they used to... When ch- <laughs> oh, oh God, yeah. yeah. And they In sore when they cut hot
2: yeah. You don't want that. No, absolutely Jigsaw. not.
0: Yeah. So obviously, it's, I'm assuming that's what started your journey to where yeah. you are now. So can you tell us about
1: that? Yeah, so I'm a London boy, um, born and bred. Stoke Newington, Hackney's home for me.
2: Despite The, the, the old Hackney, not the new posh one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. one,
2: one know. the one
0: where you go to new. cereal bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> The new one, oh, where no one can afford to live,
1: yeah. gentrified. Cereal bars <laughs> and, one, and uh, new pizza restaurants. Every time I drive home to see my mum, I'm like, mum, am I in the right? Like, have have you changed the it's dress? It's mad, isn't it? It's crazy. It's like I mean, Stratford
2: as well. It's so like changed.
1: Yeah, Stratford, many cities to be many, fair uh, around yeah, yeah. around the world, but that's where I'm from, born and bred. So, despite my voice, um, I went to school outside of London. So I went to school in the countryside, Hampshire. I've always been into sport. Being a London boy, football was my first love. I'm an Arsenal fan for my sins. Well
0: done. Yeah,
1: for my sins. So, no, well, ba- doing
0: back in well the day, the, if you was a black guy, you well had to support moment,
2: Arsenal. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, every one yeah. of my black friends from that er- yeah. era, you have to support Arsenal. I mean,
1: we had quite a few. There's odd
2: Liverpool or Chelsea, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, especially my my generation. Like, if you're 30 ish now, that was the team's to support. And all Man <laughs> yeah. United supporters have always. Uh, lived down south like the banner was they never lived actually in Manchester but yeah yeah so for me that's how it how it all started and at school is where I found rugby so Johnny Wilkinson went to my school oh really oh, wow he was a few years above me I know that you've spoken to Clive Woodward mm-hmm. so the two of them along with the rest of the squad helped yep. England win the World Cup in 03 and so yeah being at that school Lord Wandsworth College and there were a num- number of other professional rugby players who who made it Really, that was my focus from 13 to, to like early 20s until I got injured, rugby was my thing. So I'd eat right, wow. be training, doing hill sprints and That's all crazy. of these things. Got injured and then made the transition into now representing a lot of the players that I grew up playing with or against, so on and so forth. So was
0: that quite a natural transition or was it something that you'd thought to yourself, right, this is something that I'm gonna do post rugby career?
1: Super natural because I went to university studied uh English literature and philosophy and that wasn't as a segue to this is what I'm going to do later in life that was just my mum's a writer so I grew up around words before I could go out and play football in the park she was making me write about my day like a paragraph oh, that's or two. Cool, yeah man. not like you know, with a whip, <laughs> like
2: Lines in, a, right in a
1: dungeon, yeah.
2: <laughs> Mum made me right again. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but she just wanted me to get my my mind working and she was happy for me to do sport and, and mm-hmm. do the physical stuff. But she also wanted me, I guess, intellectually to, to be up to par as well. So that was my life from, from very young. But um, so yeah, it, for me at uni, I really, I've always had a strong network, strong network of friends, athletes who I played with and against in different sports, football, rugby, track and field, whatever it might be, cricket, all the rest of it. Um, but I've also had a great kind of affinity for conversation, which stems from mum and, and that upbringing. So that's what. that's what an agent is. Like when you're a sports agent, you it's have true. access to players and a strong network, and then also the ability to sell and to, you know, um, maximize a player's marketability as much as possible. So. It wasn't a pre premeditated thing; it was very very organic. But yeah, I'm I'm one of the lucky few that's actually found their calling because a lot of people, obviously, you know, for us, we all love what we do, which is super. I know that for me, I'm very grateful Absolutely. for that. It's not
2: normal. Like it's, it's not just, normal it's for the most It's only the few. Like you, you tell if you speak to most people about them, the idea of them making money around something they're passionate about. For most people, it feels like a a dream, mm. like something that is like you know. Not attainable. No, not attainable. They're like, yeah, it's all, it's all well and good for you, but blah, blah, blah. like, no, you can do it, but most people never find something that they're truly passionate yeah, about. Exactly. It's great that you found that.
1: When I, when I wake up, like negotiating deals for players, that really gets my motor going. Like mm. we were talking off air, you were talking about closing deals, etc. It, cetera. Man. It's like a Obviously, Hannah working with different clients, seeing their journey from point A to point B. Exactly. For me, when I'm negotiating a deal, that's genuinely like being a player on the field about to take a free kick. And then when it goes in so when i negotiate the deal and i get that email back to say yeah we're on that's like the ball going in the net (laughs) for me so yeah not everyone gets that but i'm i'm buzzing i get to do it every day and it's that journey that you can go on with a player that i really love seeing them go from relatively unknown you know we might start working with a player who's already established won a world cup or won a gold medal Mm -hmm. whatever and that's great it's an easier sell but I also love working with the 16, 17 year old player, and watching their journey through to early 20s, and then see their social media following go up and their accolades go up and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. So,
0: so how do you go about curating your um, relationships with your athletes? Is again, so obviously you're transitioning. This is quite organic. Do you like to treat that exactly the same way? Hundred
1: percent, hundred percent. So a big thing for me that I say about, <coughs> excuse me, the culture and DNA of my agency is that we attract, we don't recruit right so smooth a big yeah thanks (laughs) thank mum for that she all that That right (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: it comes down to doing a good job though right and spreading word of mouth
1: exactly that so so a lot of sports agencies and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it and i'm probably a bit stupid in a way that i don't do more hey this is what we do have you got representation at the moment like selling a bit more of what we do. Maybe that's something I'll move into, but I always feel the best way to get a player on board or to get a brand on board or a rights holder, whoever, is to just let them see what we're about. Like delivery is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's very rare that I'll pitch to a player. And that's not me being arrogant because there are a lot of agents who are bigger than me, who have been in the game for far longer. But for me, it's about, I don't need to You know, I always use relationship analogies for sports agency. Like I would never say to a girl, oh, don't go out with that guy, right? Or um, I'm the guy that you should be with. If she sees it and she she thinks that I'm the man for her, whatever, great. And it's the same in terms of sports agency. If an athlete sees what we do, what we've done for clients previously and what we're planning to do and what we're doing now, and they want to be a part of it, I love it but you're never gonna find us kind of knocking on the door cause I feel that organic is, is best.
0: So we yep. obviously, obviously, the whole point of this podcast, we like to talk about wellbeing and mental health and yeah. emotional health and stuff like that. So do you find you get quite invested in your athletes in that regard as well? Cause half the reason why I wanted to get you on here cause I see your relationship, especially with your female clients. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was really, really interested in. Cause mm-hmm. I can imagine obviously representing female clients and male clients can be vastly different. Yeah, As much as we like to think that we're all the same, the fact of the matter is we're not. Mm-hmm. Um, And I know you have a strong, a lot of strong women around you. Mm. So Zach, do you find that helps
1: or? 100%. I mean, I grew up in a family full of women. I'm an only child, for one.
0: Are Uh, you actually? Yeah. Snap.
1: Yeah, yeah, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on love it. There's so a few in. of you
0: around. <laughs> you, <laughs> really? don't, you don't have only child syndrome?
1: I never did. Everyone talking parents... that about me as well. So I'm really? like,
0: I feel so proud about what that. Is, what, what does what that mean? What do you mean really? What? You think I have only no. child no.
1: syndrome? <laughs> yeah, I drop that in there nice yeah. <laughs> No, I yeah. guess only child syndrome is like your are bratty, stubborn. Yes, yeah, spoil everything has to be your way. Oh, is that, okay. Um, oh yeah, I know a few now. Yeah, <laughs> you see, you see yeah. some tricks. you're not
0: referencing me. No, no, no,
2: no. Again, I think when we first met, I was surprised Again, like he was surprised that you weren't. You were like you were surprised that he was the
0: only
1: mm. child. Yeah, you
0: don't come across oh. like that at all.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I'm, I have a very close knit family, so even though I'm an only child, I've got quite a few cousins and um, you know um, and f- friends of cousins or whatever, and we all grew up together. So I wasn't lonely growing up, if that makes sense. Yeah. I was always my mum had me. I mean, I did things like Cym, which is Centre for Young Musicians, on a Saturday on a monday i'll be playing sports. football.
2: sports does that mean like yeah i think
0: Wait, young musicians did you play instruments you're an avid I was, recorder I player weren't
1: you timpani percussion i did some Triangle. saxophone
0: <laughs> wait i read somewhere that you dj'd as well <laughs> what
1: no is I this mean... true <laughs> you tried. you probably tried it for no, a few weeks no, was this no. a
0: natural transition from your, your saturday music no, school into, no, no, into no. DJing. i've done
1: some dj sets but that was uh no that wasn't anything proper i'm, <laughs> I'm not a dj that's Anyway, yeah, we digress. Yeah, we you digress. We
0: digress. I know, sorry. So with, I'm the worst with, the, with the
2: athletes, yeah. female
1: and male, mm. um,
2: it's not just about money, building the brand. Yeah. Their personal, I'm sure you're dealing with a lot of their personal yeah. baggage and issues that come yeah. along the way. You know, if we think about the Simone Biles yeah. withdrawal from the Olympics, right? Mm. Around mental health. Naomi
1: Osaka. There's mm-hmm. so
2: many now and so many of them are coming out and talking about it because the stigma attached, you know, in the past, you wouldn't dare speak about it. But now, yeah. people, thankfully, people become more comfortable. How do you, play a role in
1: that. So listen, for me, it's very simple. The first question I ask my players, not every day, but most days is how are you feeling? And that's just a genuine, I'm not trying to um, be something I'm not I'm not a therapist, I'm not qualified, psychologist, uh, nothing of that, but nothing like that. But we all as human beings have a base understanding of being able to read energy. Mm-hmm. Right. And see if someone's been a bit quiet this week compared to others or, or whatever. But because life is so fast paced, especially in my world and same with you guys, it's very easy to miss those signs because it's like, OK, I'm in this city Monday. Now that travel corridors are open, I'm back kind of I'm in Manchester in a few days tomorrow night. I was in Southampton earlier on today. Um, you know, I'll be in Holland next week or the rest of it. So if I'm not paying attention to the small details with my players, I could miss something. Right, Because more often than not, you've got your teammates, if you're talking an athlete setting, who you see every day or most days. And sometimes those relationships can be quite transactional, right? Because you're not, just because you're teammates doesn't mean you're best mates, Mm -hmm. Mm. right? So that changing room dynamic can be quite a lonely place for a lot of athletes, because it's not, you're not gonna just sit there and be like, oh, mate, I'm really struggling today you know, you'll probably just talk top level banter, this, that, relationship It's a misconception isn't it? Yeah. I, mean,
2: I grew up playing ice hockey in many sports and I suffer from anxiety, mm-hmm. panic attacks. There's no way I'm going to talk to my ice hockey teammates mm. about how I'm being anxious today and I, and I don't want to play a game. They're going to be like, man up.
0: But do mm. you think that's even the case now, even though mental health is now coming to the yeah. forefront? Uh, you still yeah, think it's the
2: case? Mm. Yeah. In the
1: changing room, for sure. Because that, Yeah. when you're with your team, and it's even hard if you play a solo sport, tennis, golf, because you're not around mm-hmm. anyone apart from your, your physios or trainers or mm-hmm. whatever. But in a team dynamic, in terms of being in a changing room, to especially let's take a sport like ice hockey, that's all about dominating. Yeah, man. You know? So it's like yeah. you, you wouldn't even go in there with It'll the be mindset. It's seen as weakness. Yeah.
2: It would be perceived as, yeah. a, as, as a weakness in for people. Sure. Whereas if you actually think of some of the highest performing athletes in the world, it's such their high functioning, they, they, they function at the highest level whilst having anxiety and depression and everything else. Mm. But sometimes it's also what the pressure they put on themselves is what makes them so amazing. Mm. But it comes at a
1: cost.
0: Uh, so I need to get rid of the patriarchy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but to answer your question, that is a big focus for me. Just asking my players, how are you? Yeah, And they might come back and uh, you know, I saw a thing, I can't remember where it was, must've been Twitter, asking twice and this is just in, in general in life, ask someone, how are you? They'll more often than not 85%, 90% of the time, yeah, I'm E-joke, fine. Like reaction, yeah. So you have to say, no, 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 how are you? And then you're gonna get a slightly deeper answer and things can unravel and from you. Another that. thing that can
2: help with that is, which I've done a lot more, is just adding a word on the end of how are you feeling? Mm. Because that changes it. Because a lot of people are like, how are you? Like a casual thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you ask it's someone, how open, are you feeling? General they have to give you, it initiates a response. Mm. So I know if I speak with my team, I say, how are you feeling mm. today? And, and do you then, find
0: they generally tend to respond to you because you've curated that, you've you've created that relationship with them where yeah.
1: trust. Yeah, yeah, and to, to your point, you know, talking about some of the female athletes in particular, it's, you know, for me as a man, I obviously have to tailor my, rela- you know, I, I wouldn't have the same conversations with them that I have with my male athletes, right? Whether it's talking to the boys about, oh, you DM and any, any girls at the moment or whatever, just some basic banter. I might say that to some of my female clients, but it's just a slightly different dynamic, yeah. right? Where I'm a bit more cautious and growing up with a family full of women, aunts, majority of my cousins have had girls and we're vastly outnumbered. It's <laughs> anytime <laughs> there's over, a man. boy born, I'm so buzzing. I love my, my goddaughter to death. <laughs> yeah. All my nieces are beautiful, but I'm like, oh my goodness, give me some XY <laughs> chromosomes. Um, but yeah, having, just having that knowledge of what it was like growing up with them has helped me now massively. Um, and yeah, you can't understate how important it is to just dig deeper. How are you feeling is such a good, I'm definitely gonna use that in, in terms of how, what we do because performance on the pitch starts with your mind. 100%. Starts with your mind. Like 100%. you'll see a lot of players, if they have a really bad game, and you know, us as fans, we'll watch a football game, Think, oh, he's Mr. Sitter or this or that, but it's not all the time. Sometimes they might just be having a bad game, but sometimes they'll be having something in their family life that's going on, personal life. Maybe the coach hasn't had an argument or whether there's mm. something behind the scenes that's causing them to not perform 100% because that's the foundation of it all. So yeah, it's really important to, to focus on that.
0: So just out of interest, how come you don't talk to your female and your male clients
1: clients yeah the same partners yeah i mean
0: you you're having those conversations like who's in your dms do you discuss mental health of your your male your male athletes
1: yeah oh yeah 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 for sure those conversations are the same regardless in terms of emotion same
2: from a banter perspective
1: <laughs> yeah the type more... of
2: banter you have with the boys maybe different than the type of banter you have with the girls because yeah. 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 like for
1: example i've got a goddaughter daughter and a godson. son when they're both 17 18 and they're dating God forbid, may, 27 28 that's <laughs> 40, when they're 48 yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. i let them start dating <laughs> yeah um i'll I, I wouldn't ask them the same questions yeah, you know i think
0: different. i was more going from a no but mental um, health
2: perspective yeah no, but i think it's just different definitely yeah. in mental health perspective mental well. health perspective is the same i treat the same my female male boys yeah same thing
1: yeah yeah for sure i think that's and you know for me i think that sets an important precedent because if you take women's football for example I'm a lot harder on my women's football clients than I am my male clients because the male guys are already making all the bread, right? They're already on big salaries. They already have millions of people watching their, uh, their product, Premier League, Serie A, mm-hmm. whatever. They're already not taken care of because you still have to execute, but they're nice.
0: It's a lot easier. They don't have to work. A lot easier.
1: For it. You could play League One and still earn a super comfortable living wage. If you're not playing WSL, which is Women's Super League, you're struggling if you're champ and below in women's football, like you're struggling. So I'm actually harder on my female clients in terms of the product that you put out on the pitch has to be better than what the guys are doing. That's just the reality of it. It's a fact. It's right.
0: unfortunate, but yeah, you're it's right. It's
1: unfortunate, but that's just what it is. I'm not gonna sugarcoat yeah, it. Yeah, 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 of course. And so I then make sure that mentally they understand what comes with that, right? It means you're gonna have to train harder in terms of not just compared to, forget men now, in terms of just them, how they prepare their bodies and their minds. You know, we focus heavily on, I'm big in investing in my clients. Mm-hmm. A lot of agencies, are. I'm not saying there's any, I'm the unicorn in that respect, but I'll hire sprint coaches, nutritionists, mental health coaches, oh, wow. breath coaches, like the full breadth, I go super in. Everything that I would have wanted when I was a player,
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I look to do. And the mental health, we've got a guy out in um, the US, a guy called Donnie Starkins, who focuses on, he, he works with a lot of NFL players, and it's like helping them f- concentrate on the moment. And uh, visualization. Yeah, visualization. it's is
0: huge, they're doing that with a lot of athletes. So I remember yeah. I was actually studying that in college, the whole visualization yeah. thing, how it's they're pushing that so forward It's been now.
1: around for a while, but I think now, it, in it's the women's game, already you can, but in the, women's the UK, game,
0: I don't know. Has it always been around the UK?
1: Well, in women's football, it's pretty much non-existent because if the product isn't there in terms of being big and on TV and people talking about it match of the day and all of this, then you're not going to ever look to invest in the, the foundation of it, right? It doesn't make sense just from a revenue perspective. But for me, that's how they're going to bridge that gap by focusing on the small details yeah then that will improve performance once performance improves then you're going to get more audiences then that means channels are going to pay more money etc so yeah look the mental side of things is important in every walk of life but especially sport in particular
2: yeah i always use visualization techniques when we play hockey Mm. like visualizing scoring a goal visualizing winning visualizing raising your hands when you won Mm -hmm. like even uh dance so my kind of Dance style was like tutting, which is like geometric shapes of your mm. hands. Okay, yeah. And I could make All your feet them hundreds them steps of step up ones. I could visualize a set of moves, maybe like sixteen counts in my head, and immediately do it without without ever having to do it before. I love that. Yeah. And people are like, oh, are you freestyling, or like, I could freestyle, but they'd think I'm not freestyling. And people are like, oh, you're free, you might, you're you freestyling. I mean, sorry, that's a routine. Mm. Like, no, it's not routine. I'm just yeah. The
0: way you talk is like algebra. I don't know how you do it.
2: <laughs> it's because I visualize Honestly, every single angle. That it's mad every joint of every angle that every joint can go, I've gone over in my head of thousands mm. of times. So when I'm actually going to do it, my body just knows, but I've never done it before. Mm. So sometimes I'll be sleeping and I'll think of, oh, that's a really cool combination or that's everything. And in the morning I can do it. I go do do
0: you go and make it harder by adding skates in Yeah, but that's it's just like, cool, so I've got the tighten down. Let me skate backwards whilst doing it. We'll have to see video. We'll show you after. Unnecessary,
2: yeah. That's just
0: unnecessary stuff.
2: But yeah visualizations massive like um, even um when i pitch clients i do i used to do um it's funny like my wife came in the office a minute ago w- when we were younger something i used to do which people might think is crazy like i would pitch her so
1: what do you mean to go out with No, you? I
2: would pitch her. Uh, so oh, would,
1: use her as yeah. a sound so Like his, so like here's, <laughs> that's what I and thought he was. Saying. Listen, you That's have. a I sell as a well. Don't get twisted.
2: That's a sell as well, right? We're all selling ourselves in some respect. Mm. But like I would like pretend shoot, I'd have my script, like she will pretend to be a client and i will walk around the room and like do it like I'm mad like when someone was like 17, mm. like, 18 and um when I went into that pitch, I'd already visualized winning a client, winning the deal, with them signing, like like I used to write the checks out mm. in a checkbook. Of how much? Really? Jim Carrey did that, and that he had a million dollar check, right? Mm. And then he cashed it. Uh, was it maybe it was 10 million? It was a lot, mm. <laughs> I think it was 10 million dollars. There was, um, I think it was 10 million, yeah. I think it was 10 million. And I did that. And it, it sounds like back then, my remember and friends used to laugh at me, like, Why are you writing out these checks? or like, Why are you doing this? And I'm like, Because this is gonna be true. Uh, last thing I'd say, I had a vision board mm-hmm. where I'd put all the things, stick Love stick things board. on it. Of all, and the apartment that we bought about about six months after we moved in, I found a box of all my stuff in, I bought the apartment. Not the exact apartment, but the floor plan. I didn't even know, subconsciously, the floor plan of our apartment was exactly the same as the picture. That's the really? layout, the where the sofa was, where the kitchen is, everything. And that had been on there for like 15 years. And I, and I, and I was like, oh my God, look at this. Like, this is what we just bought. I love like, it when that happens. That's on there, do you know what I mean? Like, visual, like visualization is massive. And I'm,
1: I'm big into quotes, mm-hmm. right? Big into quotes. I've got a quote for every <laughs> happening in life. <laughs> And one of my favorites is well one of, a really well known one is the separation is in the preparation mm-hmm. right. Everyone's a lot of people have heard that. I kind of I don't know if it was me who changed this. I'm sure sort of someone has done it before me, Just but I changed it. it. Yeah, it I'm gonna I'm gonna stand on this. I say the separation is in the iteration, like the the repetition right. Mm-hmm. Doing things over and over, visualization yep. visualizing. Because once it becomes routine, whatever it is, when you're doing a IG live, like I watch yours, you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. which uh, routine, which body part you're going into. You're even boom Thinking boom about, boom. It. You're not about it, that you're not even thinking about it. And to your point, visualizing pitches or practicing. Let
2: me tell you the extreme of that, right? Yeah. So if anyone who's thinking about pitching anything, so I used to write my script out hundreds of times manually while saying it. And then I record it and then I listen to it. That's that extreme I had, so I used every sense in the body, right? <laughs> Visual, or not every sense? Yeah, I did. smell, but I couldn't <laughs> smell the pitch. <laughs> but basically, yeah. So I'd write out like hundreds of times. Smell the money. Smell the money after, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I had a MP3 of me. So on the way to work, to and from work, uh, it's horrible to listen to yourself. Just to the point where it was just flows, man. Mm. Like it, it just. And any time I wrote a new one, I did the same thing again. It was mm. boring as hell writing it out and again listen to it thing but like i could just you could ask me anything and i would just be like boom 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 like mm-hmm. even objections right so i'd write uh, 50 reasons why the client would say no and i'll memorize everything they say i got no money this is 20 10, this is 10 responses if someone says i got no money right extreme levels but that's what and then i had a little post on it on my screen that said the more you learn the more you earn it's proper cheesy but like that was the first time i fell in love with learning like mm-hmm. in school i didn't i didn't get, i did dropped out of school didn't get enough didn't get any grades but for me, I was like, this is what learning is. Mm. you are telling me if I learn that, I can make thousands and thousands of pounds. And I was like, I'm in.
0: See, I'm kind of a mixture you know of I'm both of you because obviously as a personal trainer, people assume everything's selling. I have never sold PT in my life. Mm. I honestly, and, and it's funny, every time I do these like tests where they tell you about your personality and stuff like that, I always come up as creative and I always come up as a salesperson. But I've never sold anything <laughs> in my life. I, I literally cannot stand. They're I know best sales people, the best salespeople though. I hate selling, but however, I say that, but then mixing it up with your thing, with um, your saying. Mm-hmm.
1: the Separation is in the iteration, yeah.
0: So how I've always done it is, I, I guess I sell myself as a person. So it's kind of a mixture of everything. If, if anyone sees me in my car, I am full on talking to myself all the time. <laughs> I think this comes from being an only child.
2: Probably. Because
0: when I talk to people, I'm like, you don't talk to yourself. They're like, no, not out loud. I'm like, really? Like Sasha I walk around that. my house, I'm having a full on, I look like a madman, woman.
1: I do that
2: as person. well. You talk to yourself and
0: no one's around. Full on chatting to myself. I've got cats now, you so I'm
2: feeling regular. Bit, really,
1: regular. Maybe
0: it's an only Cassie's child. Tasha's is a twin. She's not yeah. a only child,
2: but I think when she first, just when into. we first moved in together, she's probably missed Natalie being there so I'll, I'll be in the bedroom and i'll hear someone chatting away i'm going to her chatting to herself i'm literally I going over weird. a so conversation
0: well? with mm. someone so i'm imagining oh my god that's... again this could be a little bit of anxiety as well but i i will literally <laughs> so see crazy. how you're saying that all the all the options that could come out yeah i'm literally having the conversation scenarios. as if i am talking to the person mm. and i'm imagining their response and then i'm responding so again like you i'm coming up with all the different responses but in terms of personal training again i never sell. i just kind of go in and going yeah, over you our are movements your product, and stuff so like that. Yeah, you are. It's just you are helping; it's, it's, it's helping people. They so see it's kind you, of a mixture. First of all, of two.
2: you're in shape, right? As I said, like, it can't be personal training to be out of shape. I'm saying. I know, but I, I'm sorry <laughs> if I'm offending people, but you shouldn't. That's just, <laughs> for me, that's just crazy. Um, and then at the same time, you you are your product. They're seeing you do the workout, they're seeing you do the classes, they're seeing you do the things. So they didn't, don't. you don't need to tell them, like you said, he doesn't need to tell people how great he is. He's, he show, he's actually speaking louder than the words, right? So they're seeing the product, they're seeing, they're seeing his athletes doing X, Y, and Z winning this. And that another. that's, that's, that's what, same with us. That's what it's about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the ones that don't do that. They have to do a lot of selling <laughs> to, to make up for, mm, life, for, yeah, for, yeah. For, for the rest. i now I get to a position where, because I've got to a certain level of the game, I don't have to sell anymore. Yeah. But people want to speak to me. Like they're like, Chris, can let's have a chat. And I'm like, you know, what I'm going to sell you something, right? <laughs> In my head, I don't say it to them. Yeah, obviously. I'm like, and they're like, oh, they're like, they're fans. Mm. that's the crazy thing when when the people you sell to become fans and they love you, you and your brand it's weird mm. it's just like you want to talk to me you do realize i want to sell you something right <laughs> like and, and that's where you want to get to you want to get to the level where you know we do podcasts every single day for free we give 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 we spend like percent of our time giving people stuff for free mm. so the moment we ask for something they already know like and trust your brand yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. so everyone if anyone listening has one piece of as i well get like spend most of your time giving back to people rather than mm. asking See how you see, ask Hannah. Hannah, how can I add value to your life? How can I add, add value to your life? Like s- if you focus all your time and attention giving value, the amount of stuff that come back in return is crazy. But everyone else, the message they would ask, 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 ask. People just want to ask. The, the moment that I get someone who messages me on LinkedIn or saying, so Chris, how can I help you? Then I then reply. Yeah, then I reply. I'm like, and then and yeah. if they deliver on it, then, then some of those have become the best relationships. And
0: I guess I've that had. feeds back to obviously you creating your relationships with your is you're giving them value.
1: 100%, I mean, look- They're at getting
0: a, a, b- I guess a friend out of it as well. Yeah. That sounds a bit cheesy. And but. at a
1: base level, for the most part, unless you're like an astrophysicist or someone very specific, we all offer the same thing, mm. right? Whether it's sales, getting someone fitter, faster, stronger, slimmer, bigger, whatever. And in terms of my business, representing athletes, brands, rights holders. We all offer, when you boil it down, the same thing. Mm-hmm. So the, what's gonna separate you is, are you giving more than you're getting?
2: Yeah, 100%.
1: Are you, is your personality like, if I'm under the bench or whatever, are you telling me to keep on pushing or are you just letting the bar fall? You know, the, the, the uniqueness of how you train is what's gonna separate you. And then for me, we've got like aesthetically, if you look at my social media and stuff, and I'm not overly active, but if I do put something up, it's always high quality. Mm-hmm. Right, we've got an in house content team, not quite as good as the setup you guys have here, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a chat with the team tomorrow, get on, <laughs> get on Amazon right away. But, like, you know, that's something that separates me from other agents right from the jump. Mm-hmm. When I say, Oh, I'm the best dress agent in Europe, I don't care if anyone believes it or not. Is that something
2: you're known for? 100%. I didn't know that, sorry. Yeah, the drip. I, wanna, I wait, say wait. known
1: for this is a self giving. I love
2: the fact he was like. A hundred percent. I felt uh, the confidence come across the room. I was yes. like, I <laughs> "That's it." That's no, but same. I love
1: that. It's part of your brand. It's part of, brand. it's part of the brand, and it's also just in my. It keeps me reminding I need to separate myself. That's another right? way you stand out, right? Yeah,
2: it, 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 we all have that, and like, it's good to lean into it. Like when I first started our show, I was like a bit uh, nervous because I was like, oh "I'm like an East London kid, like no education. Like, who am I to be interviewing billionaires?" Mm-hmm. and like ceos of billion dollar companies like the imposter syndrome was mad mm. so i used to wear a shirt and tie and be clean shaven and talk, talk and act a certain way and at some point i was like you know what i'm just gonna be a chris man mm. and they love that because they're like chris people message me like i can't believe you said that or like i can't believe you asked that question mm. of that guest and i'm like i'm just being me at this point like if you that's another thing your authenticity is a massive part of it you try and betray if, and you can't maintain that it's exhausting this yeah. exhausting to constantly Portray someone you're not, especially on social media. People do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all know some people in our friendship zone that you see their social media version of themselves, <laughs> and you're like, actual version Who are you? Mm-hmm. That's not you." Do you know what I mean? When you lean into being who you are, it's amazing, you're, and you attract the right people at that point.
1: But to your point on authenticity, we've just signed a mandate. So a mandate, just to not that you guys wouldn't know, but just I for anyone won't know for anyone listening <laughs> or watching who doesn't know. A mandate isn't specific to sports agency, but in sports agency, it's a contract or an agreement that says, my agency, the Athletic Network, uh, has authorization to negotiate partnerships for an athlete who's represented by another agent, but we have an agreement together, right? right? So we've just signed one um, for uh, US sprinter, Shikari Richardson. Oh, who, sick. If, you, if you've been following Tokyo and whatever, she's one of the, well, she's the face of track and field right now. Mm-hmm. She missed Tokyo because of a misdemeanor with a banned substance. And she's just about to run again. That was a whole madness. That was a whole madness. It's a whole different conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People are following the story, but also, she's so authentic.
2: Yeah, she was really like, oh, like just. Just like this is what happened. This she, is how it is. Uh,
1: but not just about the reason that she missed Tokyo. When she won the trials, mm-hmm. the first thing that she did is she ran up the stands, like through the past the stewards, etc., to go and hug her grandma, oh, uh, yeah. and embrace her grandma, who's looked after her from very young and all the rest of it. Nice. She she speaks openly about you know um, racial equality and all mm-hmm. of these things and uh, gender equality. Um, irrespective of your sexual orientation or the rest of it. So to your point about authenticity, that's right now what resonates. Certainly in my world, in terms of if I have an athlete that I need to sell or I or I'm trying to sell, the realer they are, the easier my job is. Right? You can connect with them. But also that's what
0: are there
2: agencies are just to counter that do, yeah. do the opposite, where they try and build a personality and a brand yeah. for that athlete that they feel fits their agenda. Because I sometimes I feel like. That
1: happens for sure if you think like back in the day the pop world you know britney spears and
2: oh god they yeah, mold them right and well. so what sync, they package them in the way they want yeah Disney kids
1: even i guess beckham to a certain degree it was very premeditated in terms of let's get them at this event mm-hmm. yes or, i mean or
2: let's get them with, with this brand because we them can this do this
1: i remember even from my experiences being at certain dinners and in certain networks where an agent of someone might say well, oh, why don't we get these two to go out? And like, it's very- well,
2: well, well, Or oh, literally relationship-wise? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow, because so yeah. they, they can sell them. They're like yeah. a package deal. But like, again, like David Beckham and Victoria Beckham, yeah. they were a perfect PR yeah. and branding Not dream. to say that
1: they didn't love each other no, or No, 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 of course,
2: but it what it just happens that like, they were yeah. all of a sudden, they're like, Dolce & deal, yeah. this carbon Klein deal, and this it was just- So wrongs. Yeah, so many and, things. And the
1: second you try and, uh, you know, mold a player like a piece of clay, you're on a very rocky road because human beings are susceptible to change, right? Mm -hmm. Who you are on the Monday, you might be saying I'm fully vegan, you might wanna eat a steak on Friday and that's your right, (laughs) okay? But if you've started saying I'm this, I'm that because someone behind you has told you to and then you want to change, all of a sudden there's gonna be a clash. So I always say to my players, be who you are. Mm -hmm. Be 100% who you are authentically, you know, for me, one a big thing that I'm known for is wearing Crocs a lot of the time. It's <laughs> comfy, r- they're comfy. Super comfy. i heard
0: this. I cannot get down with Crocs.
1: Yeah. No, the comfort's unbelievable. Easy on, easy Shorts. off. Don't look at them. No, I more. think they look good, but, <laughs> but you know, I get bantered a lot for it, but that's what I like. Yeah. I'm not going to change it up for, you know, um, for anyone else. That's very base level, like whatever. But when you dig deeper, actually, if you're going to change who you are or what you like or... What you want to do or what your dream is, because of someone else or something tiring else. Tiring to keep up with. It's t- so it's tiring. Exhausting, it's
0: man. like going back because obviously you you like you were comparing stuff to relationship. If you're in a relationship with someone. There's always that honeymoon period, and I'm gonna be the first one to admit I did this when I was younger, where you create the best version of yourself. <laughs> like you can't maintain then, it, I'm man. Like, Shit, this is tiring. You can't mm. maintain. And then that's the thing when people.
2: That's why, like, they gotta love you for everything. You're good, the bad. I lead your, little, your, little quir- your little
0: quirks. All mm. those little. Everyone has a little noise. Things that might
1: give you the ick.
0: Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Got a lead of that stuff. Show where I'm like, look, this. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, this this is me. If you don't like it, it's absolutely fine. Walk we'll out the door now. Goodbye.
1: Yeah. Like I couldn't go out with someone who has a dirty car.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so random. Don't go my car you, right now. I'll but I'll my everything. car is terrible right now. If you got
1: a dirty car, I could I could not. I can't. Because <laughs> I feel as though that's a reflection on of them. Well, not necessarily. There, it's not that deep. But how you live your life, like, or if someone just uh, not necessarily eats really well, you don't have to be eating organic fancy, dinners fancy, every yeah. night. Yeah. But if you're just like smashing Morleys or KFC but, and like not hydrating, I'm like, oh no, that's <laughs> that's not for me because you obviously you only got one body. You got to course. look after it. So. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So wait, question, why are you not the best dressed agent in the world? And who (laughs) who is the best dressed agent in the world? If you're not that person?
1: Listen, what I'll say is this, Uh, (laughs) a lot of agents, you know, for me, I started my own agency. So I didn't, I never worked for another, which is absolutely like- How do
2: you start an agency with no experience? Man, what was Just break everyone that What was the first couple of steps you made? I, and and along the way, because I started a company, so I know I didn't know nothing. Mm. I thought I knew a lot. You know nothing. Yeah. So where did you actually start? Did you build a website? Uh, did you go to your your friends and be like, boys, I'm doing this. I'm doing my agency. Will you be my no. client? Like, Look, I start? was
1: lucky that I had relationships with top level athletes already, footballers, rugby players, Olympians. Who I mentioned it. Didn't they already have? Age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was able to be because I was right on the inside of the bubble, seeing what their phone calls were like with ah, their agents. I see what you're saying. So you can seeing see. how their agents worked with them. Um, did they pay them their, their uh, ambassador fees on time? Was there this and that and did da, da, da So I was kind of gauging just behind the scenes how, what I wanted to do and also how I didn't want to be. But to your point, like, to be honest with you, I jumped out of a plane and built a parachute on the way down. Dude, you
2: literally, that's my express and I explained Is that it. your well, one as well? Come I used that. Obviously, we both stole that from God knows who ever made that I don't that know, up, yeah, shout actually, out yeah, to Yeah, literally, every time someone says to me about signing to come, a I'm non- like, like yeah. literally, it's like jumping up an airplane and building a parachute. It yeah. really, really, and guess what? you got a pivot, left, right and centre. Oh, like, yeah. You know they they know say, me?
1: write your pl- your plan in pencil, because it's likely going to change. man.
2: Like, if I put a business plan, it would be 100% different from what I had said it was going to be when I started out and every entrepreneur I've ever spoken to, their business plan went out the window. I look at Early. my business plan when I was 18. Like, what would you say is the biggest challenge then?
1: Man, I mean.
2: <sighs> and, and, or, and even now, what's the biggest challenge yeah. of being at the top of your game in this industry, yeah. which is super competitive?
1: Well, I'm in a very competitive because the, the onus is on me to deliver. Like As an agent, you're directly responsible for whether your player is making money or not. Basically, pressure, I mean, yeah. to an no, to, to <coughs> extent. Not 100%. Of course, the player has responsibility to perform, to turn up on time, to not argue with the coach, to do all these things. But when I wake up in the morning, it's, I feel it's a privilege, but it is also a pressure to be like, okay, I have to be on point with my meetings today. I have to present myself in the best way possible today because I'm not representing myself or just myself, but also players who are relying on me to generate income essentially. Um, And that's at the top level, top level Premier League players down to the 16 year old academy player who's just coming up. Like we have to put the building blocks in place regardless. So the biggest challenge for me is consistently delivering. And it's hard. I might be working on a deal, we've just closed out a deal for Lamborghini, which is really cool. Congrats, nice. Yeah, unbelievable brand. When am I getting one? <laughs> soon soon it's actually in the <laughs> in the esports space um i'm not sure if i can give you the full exclusive um it's in the esports space Which and it's
2: massive if anyone who hasn't if you've been unless you've been asleep yeah for, for the last like five years esports is massive some and of the those e-sports athletes get paid more than some of the biggest sports athletes
1: the fact that lamborghini are in that space that says shows it all. You it, right? well look
2: or well, half the esports kids and stars drive around in lamborghinis there so. you go.
1: no it makes sense the deal but we started that deal or negotiations for it, maybe 16 months ago, we've just closed it. So you think about the pressure that comes with having to consistently navigate the waters of the deal being on, the deal being off, someone going on leave, someone coming back, Mm -hmm. Um, having to present ideas in a virtual world because we couldn't fly out to Italy or to Singapore where the other company is is based to present so it's all virtual so there's all of these different variables in there and that's eight sixteen 16 months of doing that right so that's a big challenge to stay consistently on the ball to not be too pushy you'll know about not 100%. not being too aggressive letting answers come where they come so i'd say that's the biggest thing just trying to navigate the waters of a deal taking a potential it's never ending time.
2: right A part of your job is just it's always another deal it's always another athlete there's always another thing yep. you're doing and i kind of resonate with uh, running the company. No one told me going in that you're responsible. Obviously I knew it, but the pressure of being responsible for people's livelihoods.
3: Mm.
2: Like that is the biggest stress. It's not even about my livelihood. Obviously I care about myself and my wife and my kids, but waking up in the, waking up sometimes in the morning going, wow, I've got like a whole company of people that I got to pay salaries.
3: Mm.
2: And that that's all on me. Like mm. if that money's not there, how are they paying their mortgages or mm. their ki- feeding their kids, you know what I mean? that. Mm. that People love the idea of being self-employed of running the company, but when that hits you and you're like, I got to make payroll mm-hmm. <laughs> this month and it's not been a great month. Mm. That's when you realize people that really love what they want to do and are yeah. passionate about it or they like the idea. Yeah, and everyone I'm has saying,
1: CEO in their bio these days. Right? Yeah, I know. or entrepreneur, what does it mean anymore? Entrepreneur, <laughs> entrepreneur. Just
0: trying to do something.
1: Yeah, which is fine. Like I'm never, uh, one thing I never do is, is stamp you. on a person. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it. I love that there's so many CEOs, entrepreneurs out there, et cetera. But the vast majority haven't really taken the time to understand what being at the top of the food chain, so to speak, means. That means you're the first into battle. (laughs) So how do
0: you handle that? Like, again, so obviously we were talking about mental health of your players before. Mm. You're in this fast-paced, fast-moving. It literally, there's never... Obviously, you do get your contracts, you get your end goal. But as you were saying, then there's always something else. So you never never really get that downtime. So how
1: do, do you cope with that? I take time to decompress and reset. I call it a regeneration day. It's usually a Sunday for me. Okay. Where I unapologetically turn my phones off. Personal phone, work phone, see you later, it's off. Right. I I might steam my face. I've got a steaming <laughs> machine, get the beard going. Um, Listen to some Nora Jones This is true ah, I baby. love Nora Jones I forgot about I'll Nora sit Jones. back My mum bought me a meditation drum For my birthday I don't know if you've come across them You bang it Yeah like almost yeah. There's there's bowls oh, that's what Sound I was thinking. bowls yeah. And there's meditation drums so you go Dum, And then like the sound Is supposed to do something with I don't know Something to do with the neural activity in your brain But mm-hmm. it focuses you So every Sunday If I can If I'm not at a game Or whatever I'll try and do that when I wake up in the morning, my first instinct, as it is for all of us, is to go on our phones. I resist that, and I try and just look at the sky for five minutes, mm-hmm. right? Because as soon as you wake up, you're rushed by sensory overload of sound, cars mm-hmm. outside, flipping the toaster, everything e- emails. Everything. Yeah. If you've got a partner and my kids, your daughter screaming, right your door. daughter <laughs> screaming. That's clients. not my alarm anyway every morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you got a human alarm. Like you're. we're all overloaded by these sensory just just bombardment. So you have to take a second before you get into the day. Mm-hmm. That's really important for me anyway. And I think that would work for a lot of people. If they just made that minor tweak, instead of just jumping in the day straight away, take a second, right? Think about what you've got to do and then tap in. That's big. But yeah, for me in my business, which is so fast paced, um, if I didn't do that and take time to listen to the voices in my head and sit down and have a chat with them. Chat with yourself? Chat with myself, then <laughs> it'd be struggle city. Have you sure. read The Miracle Morning? I haven't, no.
0: Have you read The Miracle Morning? Mm, no. Oh, it's a really good book. So basically it's, it's, it's pretty much what you're doing anyway, but it's talking about getting up, um, do s- read. Mm-hmm. It only has to be for like three or five minutes. Just mm-hmm. read a couple pages, journal, mm-hmm. exercise, again breathing exercise it's a really it's a really good book i recommend it for both of you yeah no, like that's, that's
1: important just to uh, and i don't think it's specific to your industry no, Literally, oh, if not. you're a human being i think you need to do that
2: i'm the, the something i'm trying to get out of which i'm still a culprit of it like most people wake up and they think about what have i got to do or what do i don't what don't i have mm-hmm. or you immediately focus on the negatives basically i uh, a task something i'll do something i haven't got in life so something i do um, i don't even talk about it, i just do it when i wake up in the morning i just think about just have like that attitude of gratitude to all, all, all the things that i'm grateful for because the first thing people normally do is look at the phone of what i've got to do yeah. to get x mm. it's always like this you know it's not a great way to start your day by doing that So normally when i wake up and i just like even if i just sit on the edge of the bed i'm just like normally tasha's in the kitchen with like robin and i'm like all right what am i grateful for today before i start thinking about tasks sales podcasts everything i'm like what am i grateful for and then the rest of my day you set the tone for the rest of your day and have you ever heard people that are like, oh, i had to read a read bad morning and then the rest of the day is shit. Mm.
3: that's
2: that's the reason why that is because just say that's the t- that's the tone that you started your day so you need to important to start like like you're saying your, your day mm-hmm in a positive way, even if you're having a terrible week. I'm a very much months.
0: speak it into existence type of person.
2: Yeah. Well that's, that's the same so that saying with journaling, right? Yeah. Like or, or saying it out loud. So sometimes I do my affirmations. Um I'll obviously think about what I'm grateful for. Then I'll have affirmations and then saying them out loud sometimes it's a bit weird when be other people around so just sometimes I'll do a my teeth and I'll say like I am I am affirmations. I am successful. Spitting I am
0: toothpaste all over the mirror. I even
2: <laughs> I even sleep with a with a MP3, a seven hour MP3. It basically just says whatever I want to achieve over and over again, thousands mm. of times while really? I sleep. Yeah, because your subconscious mind is is, is awake mm. at night. So even though your your conscious mind, your conscious mind goes to sleep, subconscious so mind is always awake. Which is why we never uh, when, back in the day we never got eaten in our sleep because our con- subconscious mind is like predator, wake up, mm. right? Same way you can learn stuff. You can learn. I've learned many things in my sleep, which sounds crazy to people. But if you look at it, you are you can learn during your sleep by listening to, dance to it. Routines.
0: Yeah. There's, one, there's one routine and I could not for the life of me get it. And we had a show the next day and I was panicking. You know, do you know Kenji? Yeah.
2: Because
0: he's again, his routines always said like, it's like, like algebra, it's <laughs> like maths. Learn it, I was like, I cannot get this. And I fell asleep and I was doing the routine in my sleep and I was smashing it, didn't make one mistake. The next day I didn't make one mistake. It's the same thing we were talking about earlier. Mistake.
2: You can do it like the physical and, and like... If you want to learn something, like you go on YouTube right now and you want to listen and just write positive affirmation playlist. There's like hours of playlists, whether it's I want to make money or I want to get yeah. over this fear, just listen to it while you're sleeping. It not even cost you anything. Literally, go to sleep. And mm. it just plays. And when I wake up in the morning, I have one which is I am, I am successful. I am this. I am. And when I wake up in the morning, I am so pumped. Because all I've been my all, all my body's heard and my brain's heard for the last eight hours is I am mm. successful. I'm gonna close this deal. Like there's a playlist. I'll, I'll put it, put it in the description of this show if anyone randomly wants to listen to it. And when I wake up in the morning, on oh my days, I'm ready. See, to I go. listen
0: to, So I do listen to stuff, but I listen to it's like a so I guess it's mentioned meditation and stuff. It's four, three, two hertz. So it's meant to be oh, the, yeah, frequency yeah. the frequency of which yeah, yeah. Uh, nature. So it's meant to ground you. Oh. So it's meant to be the frequency at which nature vibrates at. Said and I can't explain it, but there's one, there's one noise in it. There's a specific one that I listen to that I love because there's one noise in it and I'll be sleeping and I can't even explain it. It's like it froze me <laughs> deeper. Like you see if you get into those deep meditations all sudden mm. you're like, and you actually, you hit the meditation.
3: Mm. <laughs> I, that
0: one noise in that, in, that um, in this specific one that I listen to, it just pushes me back boy. And it, again, so I, I need it to be grounded because I feel like I'm always, again, as a personal trainer and probably for you as well with your athletes, mm. You're in this constant state of giving yourself to other people willingly. I want to do it because selfishly, you get back from it as well. Yeah, it's not just me giving myself. Like I do get back when they get their results and they feel good. It inadvertently makes me feel good about myself. Yeah, but when you are constantly giving yourself to other people, you do need that time to just be like, cool.
1: Yeah, and you have to understand as well. A big thing is that there are many different types of fatigue. People attribute the word tiredness to being physically. Oh man, I'm shattered. I need to sleep. Mm-hmm. But there's emotional fatigue. Like I might have a player who's going through it. They've been out for half a year with injury. The coach isn't playing them. We had a deal on the table for them which fell through last minute. So the emotional um, uh, roller coaster they go on, I also go on. With yeah, hundred percent. Right? There's also obviously the physical that we've spoken about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also mental. Just the mental yeah. um, energy that you use for me to okay. So tonight I'm talking with Japan, so I need to address things a certain way. I need to be on the Zoom call ten minutes early because they're really focused on punctuality. Tomorrow morning I've got a call with a German skateboarder, right? So the the dynamic of the tone of the conversations a complete antithesis. Is Same the opposite? With me, man. I get that. Yeah. So the <laughs> mental. So you got three already there. Physically, all the traveling, emotional, the ups and downs, the mental tiredness of having to change things up. Mm-hmm. So you have to focus on all of those. And something that we're getting better at now as a civilization is being unapologetic about filling those back up. Like Back in the day, it used to be the thing to be run down. Right, uh, no, these yeah. people used to uh, glorify, like, glamorize Glamorize it. I worked this many hours, or yeah. I did this. I went in on a
2: weekend, and it's like, oh, well done. Like, even in my previous sales roles, it was the same thing. Mm. Like, uh, but you know, physic for physical people were like, like if you're physically sick, it's fine, but if you're mentally sick, it wasn't fine. Mm. So, like, you know, that's the that that was the difference. And mm. that i feel like, now, though, we're slowly making slowly, we're, we're making headway on. I don't feel like we're definitely not oh, fully so there, not. but yeah like now like i can say to my team like guys i'm not feeling great like i'm I'm not going to be in like mentally I'm, it's I'm, a
0: conversation whereas before i don't like even think it was a conversation that could even be had
2: yeah it's yeah. Changed up, yeah and it's good to like again we we're talking about earlier like a lot of the athletes coming out because they have a big brand they have a big following so it really helps when you see someone as successful simone balls or any other athletes come out it gives people courage mm. if she can do it who's a won more gold medals than anyone, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not Michael Phelps, she, she close, was, was, she's close close enough.
1: She's close. But it's a lot,
2: Definitely the it's most a lot. Decorated it doesn't really matter at this gymnast. point. It's a, it's a lot, right? She's killing it. Yeah, mm. exactly. If, they, if those people come out and talk about it, right? It encourages yeah. everyone else because it's always been associated with weakness. But again, some of the most successful entrepreneurs, billionaires that I've spoken to struggle with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And it, like, you were talking about the different different things earlier. I'm i can i'm never really physically exhausted it's always mental for me mm, personally mm. i'm like when i need to recharge it's not because i'm physically tired mm, mm, mm. i would say 90 percent of the time it's because i just burn myself out i'm a going a thousand miles an hour or doing like a eight hour live stream mm-hmm. for one of our events mm. the next day i am done <laughs> and i haven't moved out of a chair <laughs> i'm not physically tired am i i've sat there for mm. eight hours but i am dead like mm-hmm. my brain's done for like a day and a half yeah and
1: for me like on a shoot day We'll have an athlete, let's say we're doing a shoot there with one of the brands, sportswear brands, Nike, Adidas, whoever. I'll be on on set and we're making sure the athlete's okay. He or she might have lines to say. They might have certain outfit they've got to wear or the rest of it. And more often than not, you've got other people from the different teams handling that. That's also something we like to be involved in. And so even though I'm off screen, I'm behind the camera, right? But throughout the day, you're making sure that everything's running smoothly, all the rest of it. I'll get to the end of that day. I'm more tired than when I used to be a rugby player They'll playing a sevens out. tournament. Not <laughs> even a workout, like playing an actual Whole tournament. Getting Samoan guys running over the top of me, <laughs> nose broken, leg. You know, I feel more tired yeah, after mad, being on set. So, yeah, it's just important. People often don't focus on replenishing that way or resetting those intangibles because it's harder. But if you pay attention to it, Oh, man, you'll be you'll be flying for sure.
2: What advice would you give to like if they're already like, I'm sure there are some future athletes stars, hopefully listening right now. Yeah. What advice would you give to them when considering management?
1: So the most important thing and whenever I meet a player that we're talking about signing or I'm just meeting them, them and their family for the first time or whatever. I say to them and they always look at me like I'm wearing pink lipstick when I say this go and speak to other agents. I generally say that. So
0: you know for certain.
1: Yeah, the same way to take it back. Because you
2: could be saying anything, basically. Well, it doesn't uh, have to be certain there's in no your references. It's no reference, isn't it? Yeah. It's no yeah, reference, yeah. you just like, what do you know? You don't but but don't also,
1: know. you're then, you're doing two things. Like, to, to answer your question, if a player is looking for management or if management is looking for them and initiating those conversations, representation, whatever, and the agency is, pushing you to sign that's a, that's a bad sign right that should be a red flag right there mm-hmm. because the relationship that you have like for me I look to sign players for life like in my head the same way that if I was to get a girlfriend I'd be looking to go out of her for life I'm not just getting a girlfriend for the summer or for a year it should be the same thing in terms of the players that you work with I'm mm-hmm. looking to be with you through the highs the lows the ups and the downs if we're riding we're riding to the wheels for Right? That's, how, that's how I'm built and that's how the agency is built. And that's the culture of what we do. And that's a really big thing. A lot of agencies, we have done deals for athletes from agencies far bigger than ours, right? Big, big names and in big leagues. And the reason for that, reason we've been able to get in those positions because we have a real culture and DNA, like non-negotiables, right? So we got four core values believe that you're the best. So what we've been speaking about, mm-hmm. about mindset. If you come to me, right? And I say, what do you, what's the plan for your career? And you go, "Oh, um, I'll be happy with League One, League Two. Bye, See you later. No, you're yeah. not for us. Not for us. You could end up making lots of money and maybe I'll miss out. But I'd rather sacrifice that to work with a player who says, Akin, I, I want to be top dog. I want to be the best that there's ever been that at least your mindset's in the right place. Whether you'll get there or not, is a ho- there's lots of things that have to fall into place for you to get there, mm-hmm. but at least number one. So that's the first thing. The second thing is don't talk about it, do. Like I hate just- I'm with you on that. I wanna do, or I might do.
2: Even the language like you just said.
0: Jump yeah. out the airplane. Jump the out the airplane, yeah, the
1: let's down.
2: go. I don't know how, do it then you learn how.
1: Do it, my mum used to crazy. say, you know when I spoke about the, the diary about my day, I'd, I'd say to her, cause you made a funny joke, but I'd say to her, I don't know what to write. And she'd say, write, I don't know what to write. <laughs> and it would start, and you probably found- And I'd start doing it. And yeah. then I'd say, I don't know what to write, like five lines, and then I don't know what to write, but I, and then the sentence would slowly, but you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, don't talk, do. Um, the third is, we, we did believe, the third is make sure that you're not want someone else isn't want it wanting it more for you than you want well, it for like yourself. Fa-
2: do you get a lot of players where their families and parents want it more than them
1: 100 as an
2: she, example you always see those parents wants. in it like pushing pushing their kids into things dance and moms, children dance moms, moms. oh dance, dance moms
1: i'm sure you guys have seen all that of,
2: in any sport you get them like any yeah. sport you've laid like yeah my mom wasn't like that actually she was like do what you want do it and if you enjoy it carry on doing it if you don't then don't that
1: yeah. was
0: itchy my mom as long as you're happy like yeah exactly yeah my but, mom's not pushing but
1: having core values in whatever you do even in personal training. Like some personal trainers I'm sure would be okay with a client turning up late, let's say. For me personally, that's a big no-no as well. It's like, cause you know, my time is important, so is yours and mm. it's about setting a precedent. It's respect. Yeah. So to kind of run it back in terms of what I would say to a potential or an athlete looking for management, Ask the what the company's core values are. Like, what are they that's about? That's a
2: good one. If they haven't even got core values, then, then immediately. And also, like, your me. values need to align with their values, right? Same thing that when I'm hiring an employee, you need to align with our values. Because mm. um, if you haven't got that, then you're, if they can't even answer the question, it's already mm. no. a <laughs> red flag there. And if they do answer the question, do their values align with yours? Because when times are tough, um, like, for us, like, whenever times are going crazy, our decision-making we make decisions based on our values. So Mm -hmm. we're like, this is a decision we've got to make. Is it aligned with our values? Okay, great, do it. If it's not, it might be like a lucrative deal actually, Mm. but that company isn't aligned with our values. So we're going to say no and walk away. Mm -hmm. And um, like our employees appreciate that. values are
0: your foundations. It's like you're trying to build a skyscraper on mud. It's not going to happen at some Mm. point, it's going to tumble. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to make sure that your values, you've got your pillars. So you've got your, wait, you've only given us three. Uh. believe. Don't say Believe do
1: Believe with all your being that you're the best. Don't say do. do
0: Don't let someone else want it more for want you. Want it more you for you.
1: Oh my god, what's the fourth? Under
0: pressure. Under pressure. <laughs> did 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 it, what's did the fourth? Did, did I did not do thong. four? I feel like I actually wrote them down. Somewhere. About it.
1: <laughs> I've got it somewhere. The four about value. It. <laughs> There, joking, there is absolutely one but we don't only, have to worry about it no no no. we only added that recently there were three and we just added a fourth but you got your four pills. i'll run it back i'll tweet it yeah <laughs> um but Basically,
2: yeah it's important though man like like that's something especially in this day and age i think more than ever for me like even with clients customers anything i'm like is that aligned with what we're doing no i mm. doing it yeah and sometimes i've had to walk away from money like mm. even some super talented people because for example They're not going to turn up on time, but Mm. they might be your best salesperson and make tons of money. But they're going to disrespect the team by not being Mm. here on time.
1: And in the long term, it throws things off. Everything
2: off. And people make exceptions for that. I've worked in companies where, if you're a top salesperson, you can get away with anything. Mm. Or like, or top performer, like some of the best football players. Right? They're absolute dickheads off the pitch, Mm -hmm. but they're like so good that people let them get away with it. Yeah. Or or any superstar. Yeah. Celebrities and stuff like that. They get away with crazy stuff Mm -hmm. because they're. like, You've already lost yeah if you're letting if you're letting that behavior go you know it's, it's the weakest link yeah and, f-
1: and for me i'm really lucky that we've done deals especially in the commercial side so off the pitch we've done deals with brands who literally are th- set the tone for their industry lamborghini if you think of auto luxury automobiles you think of lambo straight away straight away right and uh, doing bits with apple for example or Or the Nikes and the Adidases of the world, and I focus heavily on looking at their processes, yeah, how they do things. Of course, Lamborghini. Oh my God! First of all, for us to even get to a position where we could talk to them, talk to them, yeah, and then essentially represent them and broker a deal for them was, I've I've never gone through a vetting process like sixteen months. Oh my God! Pretty much, I've been there. It's crazy. Out of the sixteen, probably twelve was them analyzing how we move really? and, and doing those things. And they ask you questions like, why do we need you? They'll say that to you. Why do we need you? I think it's you?
0: also fair enough. It's Lamborghini. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. but. Then again, if you can't answer that question,
0: yeah. If you can't answer
2: the question, then you shouldn't be in business. Yeah. Of why do we Believe need you're you. the best.
1: Well, I came back and and we said to them, look, we're bringing. We already had the deal in place at that time. Yeah. So we've brought you something that you obviously couldn't get without us. Oh, mm-hmm. we'll be talking, call Bam, them love. Yeah. So next question, please. You <laughs> next know, question, please. Kind of thing, but <laughs> yeah. I focus Don't say heavily. It. Yeah. There you go. But it's about analysing. It's mm-hmm. it's all good and well to be doing a deal with someone like Lambo, but if you're not having a look at what they do and then kind of fusing that into your own like, And it doesn't, you don't have to be a, a big sports agent, right? Or a top PT or a top salesman. You could be doing anything. Mm-hmm. You could be working a night shift at Morrison's, but are you looking at how you can get better and who d- who's at the top of the game? What are their processes like? And you can always fuse that into what you're doing if you want to, yeah. if you want to get better. You know, I, I always say like, I would be a bin. I've learned
2: so much from my competitors and customers
1: about their process. Yeah,
2: 100%. Crazy stuff, even like contracts, negotiation. I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's what you do. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask that next time.
1: How an invoice (laughs) is put together. Yeah, or
2: how they get all payment terms, like like all sorts of crazy stuff along the way. But it's by doing it, like we've said a million times during this podcast, if people haven't already got that ready, it's in the doing. (laughs) It's in the doing. The the, the,
1: The iteration is so important. I always say, look, I'd be a bin man tomorrow if it meant reaching my goal of being a top agent if someone said to me i can that's what you're going to have to do
2: most people don't want most people don't want this thing is most people love again they love the idea of these things mm-hmm. but when they realize of what they got to do mm-hmm. like i'm ceo of this company but i'm still here i just literally took the bins out a minute ago before mm-hmm. we started the show i'm not asking the employee people... to take the bins out or like I'm, I'm here late editing or i'm here like you know moving building shelves this year you spent like f- <laughs> we're a you know, multi-million we're, we're multi- <laughs> milli- multi- pound company but I sat here for four or five hours, building on shelves at a weekend.
0: But it's so, ego. Like, you need to learn to drop your ego and your ego is this sense of self that isn't actually you or your core values. Mm-hmm. It's, and that's you for me. I wouldn't ask anyone being... to do
2: something. I wouldn't be willing to do myself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if, and the way I look at it is my, I work for my employees, not the other way around,
3: mm.
2: that's the big mindset shift. I had to learn early on is like, I, they do not work for me. I work for them. You mm-hmm. work for your employees because without your employees, there is no company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are like, oh, my company, what's just a name? Anyone can register on companies, house, a company name? Mm. And say you're a CEO. Mm. They mean nothing. It's the people mm-hmm. which make up yeah. the, the yeah. organization. So I work for them. I'm like, how can I remove bottlenecks for Hannah and make Hannah be able to move that step closer to what she wants to achieve? That's my goal. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I've got to create the strategic vision of how we're going to get there and yeah. the product. But that's a proper that. leader.
1: That's a proper leader. Like, leading isn't just uh, getting the money and then divvying it up and da da, da. leading is about Groundwork. am I empowering my people. team? Yeah. So that, you know, one day maybe they'll leave. Like I've got an in-house production team, videographers, all the rest of it. We've got people who work with me on the commercial side. One day, maybe they'll start their own agency. That's what I want. I want to get them to a level where they're that's so the hard, good. That's
2: the hard part in it that people don't get. Like I used to resent that earlier in my career. And i'd train up these like ninja sales people <laughs> that would make tons of money and they would obviously make tons of money for me yeah. and they would leave and i would like oh and then as i got more mature and realized i was like oh, amazing mm. like you know I used so to again, celebrate you the ego.
0: It. it's the ego that's the issue yeah but it's hard right it's so, like yeah, it's yeah. something
2: that people you know people are not wired that way they're all about me mm. you know me 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 even when i quit you know, i was in my company for over 10 years and when i resigned this my manager who i'd made millions of pounds for literally I was thinking they're gonna be like, you know, great Chris, you know, if you need a reference, Chris, if you leave, we're gonna sue you. (laughs) And then I had and then two weeks later, I got a letter from my door, uh, non-compete, you can't work in the industry. Mm -hmm. No. That's the why the thanks I got, right? Mm -hmm. So rather that person being like, thank you so much, you know, for everything, Chris, like, good luck, you know, if you needs you. Middle finger. uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly, right? Exactly, and then the jokes is, is I think like three or four months later, the owner of his company were like, can I come on your show, Chris? As a guest, I was <laughs> like, you know, you're nice. suing me right now, right? <laughs> Your company is actually suing me right now. And he was like, no, I love what you're doing. Let's come. I'm coming on the show. Obviously, they dropped it, but <laughs> but that's like uh, most of the time. You're right. Like the success is seen and grow and developed and 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 move on. Like one of my employees quit my team, started uh, started a competitor company, and became a millionaire, and I was like, I resented it for a little bit early on. I was like, how amazing, how inspiring is that? And then years later, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and do that now.
3: Mm.
2: And then I started this company. It took me a little bit more time to build the confidence mm-hmm. to get there as well. But um, no one has the answers and no one knows what they're doing. The only way to no. do it is just to do it. Um, does Do you get requests from your um, people you represent about what brands they want to work with?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very best. Like, they're like,
2: it. they're, I'm sure they have this like wish, like, dream list of companies that well, yeah. like want to be a Nike athlete. I want to be
1: this. I wanna be, Do you yeah. have that? 100% and a big part of what we do is about managing expectations. <laughs> and also, it's about climate. By climate, I don't mean the weather. Where's the market right now, right? So a player might come to me, say, Axe, I really want a Nike boot deal. Okay, but at the moment, not saying right now, but there are times when Nike aren't looking to sign. A particular athlete from that sport let's say football because or,
2: they have their own strategies and, goals and exactly. own goals yeah, you, exactly and you understand that side as part of your job our Designing job the process
1: yeah our job is to understand the climate at each particular time you know there's a football world cup coming up next december in the middle east so there's a higher likelihood of a sportswear brand looking to invest in football than there is in of course rugby right now or mm-hmm. tennis because all eyes are going to be... Or
2: skating, you mentioned earlier. it's been Now it's been in the Ninjas. Oh, he does. Yeah,
1: you
3: know, I, it,
2: yeah. yeah that's, I, I started skating again. I was skating growing up. But like now seeing it going to the Olympics, mm-hmm. I saw so many brands jump on the bandwagon. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I was like, oh, now it's cool, is it? Mm-hmm. Like when I grew up skating, like no, you'd never see Nike. Obviously, they, they've been around. Actually, Nike had been in it for a bit, for yeah. quite a minute.
1: They're not mainstream. It but wasn't mainstream. a big part of it. It always
2: like a couple of, couple of shoes. Yeah. Um, But now, like since, it, since the Olympics, I'm seeing like every sort of endorsement all over yeah. the place, all these athletes and these kids are now becoming superstars that have been in the game for a hot minute because the climate's right.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right, they know that the companies know they can make money, they know it's gonna be on seen by millions of people yeah. on TV. Especially so they jump.
1: Gen Z as yeah, well. Yeah,
2: all of that, it's like just the perfect storm yeah. Um. To to get involved, so you know that. And like you mentioned skateboarding earlier. Mm-hmm. Um. Similar with um. Which if you're not on, you should definitely get on. I'm sure mm-hmm. you're already at the top of the game already. But you know, le- next Olympics we have breakdancing.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah.
2: breakdancing Olympics. So and esports. Yeah, and Paris. esports. Right. So getting so getting in there now and getting those top athletes who are going to be competing in breakdancing in Olympics. In Paris. You already know, man. Like the yeah. the brands for for breakdancers. Oh my god. Yeah. You know, when I did a World of Dances, which was a big event, I mm-hmm. did sponsorship for them, for mm-hmm. the UK event. Oh, sick. And uh, as soon as I picked up the phone to like Uber, um, Monster Energy Drinks, uh, Bose, I signed deals with the, I've never done that before, mm-hmm. but I just know how to sell. I mm-hmm. signed deals with them instantly. Yeah,
0: They're like break dancing. Because they
2: know it's coming through. They know that it's the, it's the, and it's the demographic, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chris, yeah. who's the demographic? Boom. How many social media followers you got? Oh, we had like 20 something million subscribers on YouTube for World of Dance. What? 20? Okay. You know, and I was like, this is the deal, this is the terms. So like, yeah. Boom. I, was like, I, I remember, because obviously I'm a passion, I, I, I danced, but then combining like the passion of dance that I have and then in, in sales, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We get paid fuck all as dancers. Mm-hmm. But in this context of doing this big event, mm-hmm. they're willing to throw mm-hmm. money. Like no one's business out sure. there. And I,
1: and every bit of that breakdancer will be a an advertising opportunity. Like I'm sure they'll be wearing knee pads maybe, elbow pads, whatever. Obviously so many. Like you're well, we, you're we, essentially we, a billboard.
2: One one uh one of the um sponsorship deals we did is that the crew that won the show would wear I think it was like Puma and do an advert for Puma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like that was it. They basically dressed their head to toe in humor, right? And they just did it like whatever they did, and that was that was the deal. Like just that <laughs> was the deal. You know what I mean? Or even um, the 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 uh, trophies, right? That you give them. Yeah. 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 Was was um, um a certain brand? Or... Yeah. Was it? It was like a like an Air Force One trophy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was like, like a shoe, know, yeah. a, a shoe trophy. Like there's, there's like and it was like they'll pay like hey, like twenty grand for that. All right, cool. Yeah. Like it's crazy, man like uh, seeing these emerging sports and the East or esports as a whole is just a madness.
1: And a big part of it, I always so excited say- It's exciting for
2: you then because there's always like new things coming out. Just
1: about to say, it's about predicting where things are going to go.
2: And you can get on it early, get them signed, get them early on, knowing yeah. that you can invest in them. So when B-Boy hits Olympics, because mm-hmm. we've known about that for time, that was announced time ago that a breakdancing in mm. the Olympics. Yeah. So I'm wondering who are the agents like yourself or many others that were like, let me get in there now. There's no money there right now, mm-hmm. but- if we treat these guys right, help them build their brand, their mm-hmm. social media following. When we get to that position, mm-hmm. crazy.
0: Jumping on any dancers.
1: <laughs> it it might be a thing that that happens. It the the talent will have to be the right fit. Mm-hmm. Like we said, core va- the core values don't change be regardless. The best of what you want to do, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, especially with seeing the the way skateboarding t- like in the Olympics, that was one of the most talked about. It, it was bits of it. It's showing well, It was exciting.
0: Man. We got silver and gold. Yeah.
1: Thirteen-year-old one. Yeah, and
0: Thirteen. You didn't get a silver a th- and gold. skateboarding. Sure
2: no, that was in the bike at BMX.
1: We got. Oh, wow. We definitely got a medal though in, in skateboard, skateboarding. In Sky, Sky Brown, I think her name was. She got silver, right? Oh gold. The thirteen-year-old.
0: Yeah. Oh no, she might gold No, Wait, silver. wait, I may be remixing. She got a she medal. Place, yeah. For sure. Yeah, but, but 13, anyway. How, go how does a thirteen-year-old cope with that kind of pressure? That's but this crazy to this me. It's
2: not pressure because they've been she s- loves what she does. No, they've been skating in skate parks, falling on their faces since they're forever, like since yeah, forever. True. Like mm. if you if you're a skater. Uh, yes, obviously there's pressure of skating and performing. Uh, I'm, I'm more
0: thinking about the people you're being interviewed. Yeah, you've been skating. That skate- part's going to
2: listen, it's going to be more scary for them to be on a camera being interviewed after than it is in the skate park. Mm. No,
1: that's, you. no, that's what I'm talking oh, about so in what terms saying? of the okay, pressure yeah, the, like the brand. skating. Yeah, that's oh, 100% that's what I'm saying. Like, but she's
0: got to deal with probably agents. She's got to deal with oh, in yeah. multiple interviews. Oh, at she, that point. She,
1: she got Nike do, I think, Sky Brown as well. Of course. Of course. Yeah.
0: Like at that, yeah. and and
2: But you do realise though, like, I know some skaters... In the past, when I used to do it, like I'm not sure now, but I, I hear them talking about. I watch a lot of skate vlogs. Even now, though, the deals that they have is in some cases not a lot. It's like mm. you might see them wearing like um, a Monster Energy hat. They get paid like peanuts for that, basically, until they get to a certain. A lot of if you're Nigel Houston, that's a whole nother Yeah, if you're if you're Nigel selling these trainers, which are his own custom night trainers, I'm not allowed.
0: I don't know those. Tatted up. Best skateboarding on the planet. Fantastic, I still don't know who he is. Nigel <laughs> Houston, no, no, Nigel Houston is. No.
2: Wow, he's the best skateboarder on the planet, basically. He's won I'll take everything, All the time. yeah, he, he's, he's the best.
0: I'm gonna Google him after this.
2: Yeah, anyways.
0: <laughs> I'm aware we've kept you here for quite a long time, Maybe. so yeah, yeah, yeah. let's start to what, what's, up. Last one, uh, one question I wanna ask, where, where do you,
2: what's your vision for the business? Yeah. Because uh, I'm sure, obviously, is it just to add more and more people on it or mm. does it keep it small, nimble, you know, what, what's your vision?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a really good question. For me, I really focus on vision as well. Like, where are we going as an agency? My tagline, so to speak, is uh, we're the next stage in the evolution of athlete representation. And it sounds great, but I also live that in terms of how we announce deals. There's been no sports agent that's broken a deal for Lamborghini, for example. When we bring that to life, it's about how, how we, again, separate ourselves from other agencies, but... More importantly, delivering for clients, making sure that we're focusing on that. So for me, it's about being as diverse as possible. Breakdancing and things like that are really interesting to me because I don't just wanna be football, rugby, Olympic sports. Those are great and we'll, that will always be our foundation. But what else can we do? What what stories can we tell? Like We've got an in-house production team, which isn't unheard of for a sports agency, but it's certainly quite rare to have a team dedicated to storytelling, like for athletes who, some of them when you sign them, aren't making you any money, so you're losing money, like you're paying for equipment and filming days and all the rest of it.
2: But you understand that's the investment that you said earlier,
1: right? 100%, it's long term. So for me, really bringing that to life and creating original content is gonna be a big part of the the agency moving forwards. In terms of numbers, I'm not fussed. If I sign, 10 athletes from now to the end of my career i'm happy because if they're the right ones for us and they believe in what we're doing and we believe in them i'm good if it's 100 no problem but there has to be that that relationship there Mm -hmm. that's really important and then outside of that um i also have a foundation the asc foundation akin Solanke.
2: come on
0: core car. <laughs> He's an absolute that's a, Corker. That's a corker. Come yeah. on, that's how corker. I remember it now. I'm second guessing myself. Yeah. <laughs> and so lanky, which <laughs> so is ironic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the AST Foundation, so that's about nurturing, guiding, um, and educating the next generation of talent managers. Because okay. when I came into the game.
2: Oh, that's amazing.
1: I think a thing was, first of all, I'm a confident guy, which is great. And I already had a network of players and brands and all the rest of it. So a lot of people who are already in the business, were hesitant to give me a leg up and to be honest i say it's that but it's also just it's a very much an old boys club mm. so people aren't you're kind of
2: disrupting the or from what i know little that i know and what I've heard from you, you're really like disrupting yeah. what this industry looks like. Oh, for sure. Like, what people a, used to do. Creating we're, the new landscape.
1: We're bringing vlogs to life, like day in the life vlogs of what a sports agent does. And,
2: not, and normally a sport agent would outsource that, whereas you're making that part of the DNA in your brand yeah, to exactly. build that digital footprint for mm-hmm. people. Absolutely. Because if you don't have an online presence, you don't exist, let's be honest. Yeah. In this day and age. And you're adding that as part of your toolkit to help people succeed.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, the foundation is a big part of. I think it feeds back into the the agency side and and why we've managed to do these deals because it's not just about me. I'm like, look, I want to send the ladder ba- ladder back down for the kid, irrespective of where you're from. Super privileged background, got absolutely nothing. I don't care. Like, I'm not from money. Yeah. My family aren't super wealthy. They gave me a lot growing up for sure, and I was definitely um, had more advantages than other people that I grew up with in Stoke Newington. But with that being said, there are people that I went to school with in Hampshire for whereas however much a term, who are working relatively, let's say normal jobs, nine to fives, whatever. And there are people in Stoke Newton who I went to school with who are millionaires, right? <laughs> and who've absolutely smashed it. So people talk about, you know, being a product of your environment. I say, bollocks, we're allowed to swear, right? You can do what you want. I
0: mean, we've been swearing the entire time, so you're absolutely fine. And you said bollocks, I wouldn't really.
1: Yeah, I know, I don't usually swear, but like productive environment, in my opinion, isn't a thing. Maybe back in the day, it was. was Or it it is in people's minds though. It's a construct. It's
2: it's literally like limiting beliefs is like, you know, I grew up on a council state, single parent, four kids, Mm. drugs, alcohol, violence. Any, like, if I use all of that as an excuse, I definitely want to be it today. Mm You either, you either use it as an excuse. So those of my friends go, yeah, but I, I grew up with this and they just use it as like an uh, excuse basically mm-hmm. for everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, I flipped it and was like, it was my motivation mm-hmm. to be able to pay off pay off debts, to be able to be, you know, the first in my family to own a house, run a business, Love it, you know, yeah. give back. So and I else. say that like
0: generational wealth. 100% for not me, it was like- not physical wealth, like mental- That's
2: what I'm saying. Those When times really. get hard, I'm like thinking about those days where- like we had nothing or I was living in like a council, like a one bedroom flat with f- w- w- my mum and four kids mm. or like the fact that we used to have to get loans out to have Christmas dinner and Christmas mm. presents and yeah. pay smart. off the loan for the rest of the year. Mad, like that just like, mad. people don't know about that life. And you've got people knocking on your door, debt collectors on, on the knocking on your house. It's your mum in chasing the, the, the debt, like mm. the fucking loan shark.
0: You have a remain kind of that mad them, that gives you the drive to- It's all mental, to like you it. said, it's state
2: of mind. And that's something I learned from interviewing crazy successful people i was like in, in the beginning i was like really like nervous and stuff like that and i was like you're just the same as me
3: mm. yeah
2: once well, i got to know them i was like mm. the difference between me and you is not that i'm not smart on are smarter. is your met your your you are you have a rich mindset mm. you're still you your mindset is always thinking i am going to win this deal i am going to this and it's just i'm like wow mm. like the, oh, the money with relationship was different mm-hmm. no the relationship with money sorry was different i was like oh my god now i remember that just happened in I was sitting down with a guy who was worth like forty billion, owns like half of Miami, and I was, I was sitting in a meeting with him. Just talking to him, dyslexic,
1: didn't go to school. Probably not overly confident.
2: No, I was just like, oh my god, mm-hmm. and he was telling me, and it was it was just pure hustle, man, and just like the ability to like. Learn like understand that if he doesn't know something, he can hire someone with that skill set, yeah, that can do it, Mm -hmm. or he can learn. Mm -hmm. It was it was that it was like, if I don't know it and I don't need to do it, I'll hire someone with special skills. If I, I, and I was just like, oh my god, this is just crazy, like, Mm. there's no excuse, it's all in here.
0: With your foundation, are you looking to push that? Because I know you're saying you're going uh, for the younger athletes, are you looking to push that in schools? Are you going into Mm. Yeah, yeah, Are you yeah. pushing and, it in schools already? So
1: yeah, and the foundation's specific to talent managers, so mm. not anything to do with right, athletes. athletes. It's, okay. But it's about, if you want to be an agent, right? Because this business, looking at it from the outside in, people think it's... Glamorous. And it is glamorous. There's a lot of but, hard work. <laughs> glamorous but. <laughs> there's a lot of grind. But also, there's no specific entry point. You, I think you asked, how did you get into it? Well, I got into it because I had a relationship with athletes who played at the top, top level. England rugby, England football, team GB athletics, etc., And I knew them and they trusted me to broker deals on their behalf. It might be that you're Dane and Dwayne Rashford who represent Marcus and your brothers of a top, top player. And you get into agency that way.
2: Oh, is that, is that his
1: brothers who his agent? Yeah, they represent oh, and, and do a great job for him. It might be that I, I've got another friend of mine who's a partner at a top, top Italian agency. He was at a house party in a wardrobe, getting with a girl. A guy walked in trying to get his coat to go home. <laughs> they started chatting. Turns out he's a really big agent in Italy. Years later he he now works for them. <laughs> Crazy, man. There's no blueprint in terms of it. It just happens that into. way
2: though. The same with like my set of skills. If I had a friend now who was a big athlete and they were like, I wanna work with that brand, with my skills there, I know I could easily get on the phone with their yeah? chief marketing officer or head of brand and That's I what I mean. When you break it down I wouldn't need I wouldn't need to have something like a degree or yeah. a you know specific set of skills, I oh, know there are a set of skills, but to was do, the do, 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 same with the world of dancing. I had no experience doing those sponsorships for that, but I was like, I love dance. I know, I know I to talk the language of dance. I understand mm-hmm. negotiate deals I know I had to lead gen. I know I had to pick up the phone and cold call and pitch people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I literally Googled the contract, not even joking. Everyone listening right now. I was like, how to do sponsorship contract. <laughs> Found some examples, called a few companies. Is this just up to date legal? I oh, no, add a few things in, send it over. Deal signed, like mm. literally winged it, mm. and this is like over a hundred k worth of deals, mm. and I think I did that in three months. Right? Mm. You don't need to. I'd love to help you out with that, by the way. If you ever 10%. wanted someone to come and talk about sales training, oh and, yeah, and, and pitching, for call sure, calling, lead gen, that stuff.
1: We're gonna have a foundation day at the uh, South Bank Centre in London. Um, just at, uh, it's gonna be around September time when kids go back to school. So I'll definitely, I want to get you both down. My mum will be down there, teaching the kids how to really write cool. their CVs and update cover oh, really? letters, Oh, That's amazing, man. Have a friend of mine who writes for Daily Mail Sport, who's gonna, because you know, a big thing is about giving these kids and understanding that if you don't become a sports agent, there are lots of jobs in the sports world that you can be. You can be a journalist, piece. could be a videographer, could be a physio, could be a chef, the list is endless. So the foundation's really important to me. And it's just about giving, giving back. You know, I, I can't take it with me when I Yay. pop my clogs. Um, so it's about just making sure that we've got something there for the next generation you've got like
0: from. a website for that stuff
1: yeah it's on actually our website's just about to be relaunched we've got a nice, nice one coming so there'll be a section specific there the ASC foundation where people can find out the info and so in, the meantime, so
2: in the meantime before we let you go where can people follow you
1: you can follow me on the gram
2: on the, the gram.
1: gram uh akin A am I'm, I'm one of the few to have my first name as my username which is pretty cool oh do you Did yeah. you just have akin yeah i just got oh, Akin. Wow. i'm like uh Sorry, who, who else has got that beyonce i think she's got just Does beyonce she? i think so you That's know someone cool. else
0: would have had that and she would have had to have bought it off yeah phone, she yeah, got on the yeah. gram a hundred percent yeah, yeah. Um, so just at akin, just at akin on, instagram, on instagram twitter
1: akin underscore sc nice um so yeah i'm there anyone and i'm always open to helping always so hit me up if you have any well, questions we've got one more question oh on. okay that we We're have
0: to ask off. everyone oh yeah <laughs> the whole point of the bloody podcast oh, Who yeah, says? Yeah, yeah what um so question is mm-hmm. everyone that's listening what advice would you give them to maximize their wellness
1: are we talking physical wellness mental everything under one well, being roof?
0: all under one roof both can be one either or
1: awesome. both. Great question, hands. Uh, what? So one piece of advice, or yeah, just, just one thing piece of can advice, do, a yeah. little nugget. I'd say it can be a big nugget. Off the top of the dome, I've got a good one for you. I doubt you'll hear a better. We need one these
0: sayings. You've got these sayings, and I feel like at the e- at the end of this season,
1: <laughs> I want you to rank the. No, you don't have to rank them, but pick your favourite bit of advice, and mine better be in this So anyway, mine is. <laughs> mine is. And it's another quote, which is quite fitting, seeing as we've been dropping quote gems all the, the whole podcast. Happy are those who dream dreams, but are prepared to pay the price to make them come true. So for me, when I think of wellness, it's about being a dreamer. Like you said, visualizing these pitches and sitting on a yacht and sitting in nice cars or whatever it might be. it might be having your family taken care of, whatever success means to you, dream those dreams, but be prepared to pay the price to make them come true. And that doesn't necessarily mean um, pain or difficult times, but it just means when things do get a bit sticky, push through. And I think that that ties in directly to wellness because it's about chasing whatever you feel your calling is, Mm -hmm. right, but putting in the work, like there's no better feeling. Ah. then chasing what you really, really want to do. And I understand not everyone is able to just focus on that. You've got work and life, but focus at least a little bit on what you want to do and put in the work to get there. So I think that's a big one.
0: Love that. I'll oh, well, nice put you number on, one. Thank you so much for joining us. So I on, really appreciate love? your time. I really appreciate all your energy. I feel, like I, need to, I feel like I need to
2: choose a sport and get really good at it now so I can get
0: repped.
1: <laughs> Paris 24. <laughs>
2: oh, I'm not ready for that. I'm a bit old for, <laughs> for that now, nah. I'm a bit old man. Yeah, oh, we'll I'll, you. I'll, I'll send me. you some
1: supplements, mate. We'll sort oh, you. Cool. Out.
0: Thank you so much, really appreciate so it. i right, wrap it up there. Bam.